Hello, welcome back to the Granite Zero podcast. It's good to have you back. Cheers for coming. As always, this podcast is brought to you by the one and only Kent CBD. CBD is scientifically proven to help with a manner of different things I can't even fathom to list on this read. But what I do know is it helps with your aches and pains in your muscles, tendons, joints, ligaments, etc. But also it helps with your mental health. Things like depression, anxiety, PTSD, sleeping disorders, eating disorders. The list is as long as a piece of string. So it is fantastic. And the product I use is Kent CBD. So check them out. www.kentcbd.org. Put in the promo code Granite0 at checkout for 10% off. You're welcome. This podcast is also brought to you by Green Beret Coffee. Like good veteran coffee, make sure you check it out. Blended specifically to your taste as well as roasted to how you want it. So make sure you check them out. It's Green Beret Coffee. Veteran owned, veteran run, legendary coffee. Check it out. still can't get used to zoom telling me it's recording in progress i hate i hate that well i mean you gotta understand the the why like people if someone's recording you (laughs) well yeah you don't know it so i appreciate it when it tells me because it's like someone's just trying to fucking bait you into some horseshit exactly nobody's got time for that jt first up thank you very much for coming on the show i'm i'm truly honored to have you on Genuine fangirl right now. (laughs) Absolutely. Why? Why wouldn't I? This sounds like a blast. Also, you know, I just had, I just had one of your guys's, uh, one of your guys's dudes out here, a a British soldier that came to the United States just to go see a black rifle, and he ended up running into Jack Mandeville, and we had him over here, and he spent all night with us in the bar. That sounds incredible. That does, that does sound good. I bet there were some good stories coming out of that. A hundred percent. You know we had a great time. Was the whiskey flowing? That is the question. Ooh, which is right in that room, right there. Oh, oh. I need to get. I need to get me some. Do you, do you, does your whiskey deliver, or or, or is it deliver? Would it was deliver no, the right word? Ship. Ship. That's what I'm I thinking. Don't think so. I think it's liquor is a very difficult thing when it comes to selling. And you know, online and anywhere, it's it's every state, every country has a different law. Every state, yeah. every country has a different import tax, import procedure, paperwork, approval process. So it's wild. Uh, very very difficult business model. But you know, we we said screw it, let's try. 
yeah well it looks good i'm sure it <laughs> i'm sure it tastes better as well i'm, I'm definitely it's good i mean we, we, <laughs> we spent months choosing the the right recipe that we all loved and uh you know i'm i'm happy with it i love it i actually drink it well so you should <laughs> Yeah, I am a mess right now because we're laying cement outside. Uh, uh, so it's also 104 degrees. Don't worry about that. Like I, like <laughs> I said, I'm literally in my in my shed come studio, and it is literally like sitting in a sauna. So if I turn well, into a sweaty mess, I watch a lot of uh, YouTube videos of people that turn sheds into studios, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it looks good from this angle. If you turn it around, is it's a it's a shit it's a shit show. It's not good. I actually am, I'm on a Facebook Facebook group too that is just you know sheds to studios. It's awesome. I love just yeah. looking at what people do with. You get so many ideas of things that maybe oh, definitely. I didn't think about. Definitely, definitely. So what so what are you in right now? Are you in are you in at work or is that home or is? Uh yeah. This is this is kind of this is my studio um it's in a building adjacent to where i live so my actual house ah, is yeah. about 75 meters that way uh but this house is so right beyond me right here is the vocal booth and then beyond that is the camera room behind me here i can pan this over yeah. see that's the that's the editing bay like and then the couch for everybody to hang out while we edit and then if you look that way that's the bar you you got to have a bar. I can turn the lights off and look here, probably. Yeah. Look at that. That is yeah. now. That's what every man dreams of. <laughs> you got, well, it's years. It's years and years. You know, we're almost coming up on a decade. And genuinely, been that long. Fucking time flies, man. Matt, in twenty twenty three, Matt and I will have our ten year anniversary of making videos and doing fun stuff. And, and, and all that. So it was, it was years of kind of just going through this process of we film, we sit and edit, and then we hang out. So I combined it all together because it makes years, sense. we were piled into a 12 by 12 office room, you know, in one of our spare bedrooms and there was never enough seats and you're spilling drinks and, and things like that. So I was like, well, wait, what if I did an editing studio with a bar on the other side? And now Everybody can come and go, watch the new the new edits, watch the the different things that we're doing, but also have a place to hang out right here where they're still a part of it. Because this is a giant sliding glass door, and you yeah. can see from the bar the editing screen, you know, as the 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 clean feed output on the canvas, so everybody can watch. Yeah. See, every everything's got to start somewhere, isn't it? As as they say, the the oak tree grows from a from the smallest acorn. <laughs> <laughs> Can't can't be the cheesy line. That's what I'm talking about. But yeah, it's 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 incredible to see the the, the growth in what you guys have achieved as well. When you first look back at some of the first videos, you're like, ah, that's like old school YouTube videos. And then all of a sudden it's like miniature movies that you guys have got. It's incredible. <laughs> I mean, but that was the that was the path that we were all on. We started doing this because Matt and myself wanted to make movies we wanted to be cinematic we wanted to to know how to how to you know watching thousands upon thousands of hours of tutorials with guys like ryan Connolly at film right i mean that guy taught me how to how to make videos he taught me how to take regular videos and make them into movies and then create cinematic 
you know, masterpieces with little to no money and little to no gear. You know, there's a, uh, there's a really good short film that Ryan Connolly did called Tell, P-E-L-L. I, I encourage everybody to watch it because then you can go back and watch the making of Tell. They did it for like $300. So they made this awesome short for the, the writing in, in the short was amazing because it, it kept you in suspense the entire time. And then you go and you watch the making of it and it was beg, borrow and steal and invite friends over to help you make a movie in, a, in over a weekend. And it was, it was yeah. awesome. And that's like motivating as hell is look at what this guy did with $300, you know, look, look at with rebel without a crew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that, that book where, um, where the, the movie Desperado, well, the, the precursor to Desperado yeah, yeah. Um, was made for, for $15,000 out of, out of him donating blood or, or no, oh, it wasn't geez. donating blood. He was, <laughs> he was, he was signing up for medical experimentation for fucking mm. pharmaceutical companies. <laughs> I think I think that's what a lot of people did when we got the uh, COVID vaccine without getting paid for it. Um, <laughs> Are you allowed to say that? Is this getting flagged now? Oh, uh, probably. Never mind. Uh, I've said some stupid stuff on here. Like, yeah, they'll be storming through in a minute. Well, one thing that I was really impressed with, and I'm just blowing smoke up your ass now as well. Range fifteen, I found absolutely hilarious. And the reason why I found Range 15 to start with was I, I'm, um, I'm really into the fighter and the kid with Brian Callen and Brennan Sharp. And obviously they were in it and they were talking about it. And I was like, who, who is this? What is this? Why have I not seen this? And then I came across it on YouTube and I put it on and I went, this is really underrated as a horror comedy. It is hilarious. And who knew you guys could act a little bit? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, it was our first film. And I think like, I'm hoping, you know, if, if things go my way, you're going to see more in the next few years. Like we, we got very busy, you know, with the company and the business, but now that we were able to hire a lot of good people to, to handle mm. a lot of those things, like I want to push back into movies, you know, Travis Pastrana has written a feature film that is really cool that he's pushing to do. Uh, I, I helped write another feature that that I would that's just about it's a it's another just batshit bananas like like thing about us and and coffee you know essentially um, we've been we've been uh, adding psychedelics to the coffee oh <laughs> it's, a really funny, it's a really funny uh, uh, like play with all with all of our characters in it um, will it get made who knows but it was fun yeah. Uh, <laughs> it it's it's just sounds like a a fucking beautiful culture that you guys have created and like a like a tribe you could say because everybody where most veterans they tend to fail in finding their tribe after they leave the military or some still serving in the military struggle to get that comradeship back comradeship is that the right word I like to make uh, words I up. I think it's more difficult. Like I, you kind of take the United States, you know, it's a very big place. Yeah. yeah. And, and when, and when a guy finishes his tour, whether it be, you know, one enlistment, two enlistments or go the full 20, he generally tends to move back home where he came from. 
Yeah. And when he moves back home, he realized a lot of things changed while he was gone. And the buddies he ran around with as a kid are no longer there. Everybody's kind of different. And, and, and that I was going like, to, I was going to say every, people are, are different. Yeah. We're, then, we're, we're bred different in the military. And then it's, you don't know, you don't, you no longer have the 10 dudes you show up to work with that are the exact same as you that, that, that you, you laugh about this most ridiculous and horrific shit with. And it's like, you start to, yeah, you start to become a recluse when you, when you roll into a new place in a new career and a new job and you start carrying over that team room, that, that barracks kind of, of, of sense of humor and just personality and you get the looks and the, the kind of pull away and disgust from regular people of like, what is wrong with this person? Then you start to, 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 to feel alienated and pull yeah, out yeah. and you're like, well, no, I want nothing to do with these people. And then that kind of snowballs into this very large disconnect between civilians and, and, and veterans is, you know, a lot of guys get that angst or, or kind of hatred towards being rejected yeah. for just being who they were where they came from and it's like and that's what that's what kind of fuels the divide and then they just feel alone and yeah that is you know that is why for you know uh two uh six eight years ago we created uh drinking bros which was the the, the large network across the world that lets you find somebody that's that's just like you and you know our motto in the beginning was never drink alone again yeah, is. that's a brilliant motto as well. Hundred <laughs> percent. I, I totally agree with that motto. And I find being a, a veteran, you're sort of in your own little limbo as such, because you're no longer a member of the military as such. You're still technically one of the brotherhood, if you if you could say that. But then you're also now technically a civilian, and you just don't. Well, I, I struggle to fit in with civilians because I got. I'm probably similar to you guys, very dark sense of humor. I find things funny that shouldn't be funny. And <laughs> like, even, even my wife, like when we go out, they, she has to like sort of guide people into talking to me. Because <laughs> she's like, you guys are just not going to understand his humor. And then I'll say something like something stupid and then I get funny looks. And I end up sitting there drinking on my own for a bit. But I'm quite lucky. I've got two of my closest friends uh, who I served with on in the Air Force. They literally have around the corner. So if I ever need that 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 fix, that fill, I just give them a phone call and go, guys fancy a beer or not? <laughs> no, that's awesome. Um, but also too, I think like where you say it's a weird limbo being a veteran because you're, you know, you're kind of half foot out, half foot in. But I also think it opens a lot of doors because when you are out, you're kind of able to cross pollinate a lot better with any MOS, any job, any, any, anybody that just was in the military. It's like you meet, you meet, a yeah, random, I agree there. you meet a random Navy guy and you're just excited that it's another service member. Like <laughs> yeah. the, there's no like, rivalry. Oh, fuck the Navy. <laughs> yeah. You, you, well, you, I always find you have that initial bit of banter, that little bit of you, you take the piss. Yeah. You're in the fucking Navy. You're in the Marines, whatever. Where's your crayons? You can't, um, but after that, it's like, you're just another service person and you, yeah, I, I totally get that. I totally get that. I love all that. Definitely. 
Well, I mean, it's it's definitely been fun with us because it's like the people that do approach me everywhere I go, whether it's the airport or or in in random cities and random states, it's always the people I would love to hear about or from or hang out with. Like they're all cool, rad dudes. I met this I met this guy coming out of a, a random bar in Moscow, Idaho, nowhere. Like I walk in and he's like, Oh my God, what are you doing here? He's a younger, <laughs> younger dude. But it was just like, uh, I don't know. Let's rage. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Dude, <clears throat> how did you uh, like cope with the like sort of fame you could say that has sort of come with the black rifle? Well, coffee? I'll tell you what, like there's no manual for it and it and it definitely is 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 weird because you're held to a different you know some people have this weird uh i would say expectation like in my hmm. mind i'm still an e6 like assistant team sergeant on, on a tactical team like or, or or running the team whatever it is and i also you know was an instructor for for tac p so like man i i i I taught for four years and I was a freaking wild man. Like I tore into these kids and it was of all ages, 17 to, to 41 guys trying to become attack P. And so it's like <coughs> nowadays, if someone pops off and you respond with, Hey, I'll fucking kick you in the goddamn teeth. And they're, they're all of a sudden like, Oh, you can't, you can't say that you, you have a business. You're a, you're the, it's like, no motherfucker. <laughs> no, I don't know how this works. I don't give a shit about your pronouns. I'll kick you in the face. <laughs> um, but also, you know, it was really, I would say like from 2018 to like 20, 2020 was really rough because kind of the, the weight mm. of it, of it all came down because again, like a lot of the community looked to me and Matt to like, help or fix any problem that came down the chute. So it was mm. like anytime something happened with veterans or something horrible, horrible happened to a veteran, which is daily, mm -hmm. it was messages, emails, comments, questions of, hey, you guys got to jump in and fix this. And it was like, yeah, at first we were like, oh, okay, let me see what I can do. And then they piled up and then they piled up. And then you're getting the most horrific things written to you at, at, at nine o'clock 10 o'clock 11 o'clock at night like i had one guy ride in that his three-year-old daughter just died in their house fire like and he didn't know what to do and like this is falling on my lap at 11 o'clock at night on instagram and i'm like uh, uh like Jeez. i can't i can't yeah. ignore the guy no no <laughs> it's one of those oh sorry about your shit luck man and it's <laughs> yeah. like the just, amount just... of nights that i've stayed up on the phone with guys are just really dove into chatting with them and, and, and giving the best advice I could in, in areas I definitely wasn't qualified, but yeah. I was just trying to pull it out it, the best I could. Fucking that stuff piled, it piled up, it piled up and it just got to the point where it was like, I didn't, I didn't want to hear any more bad news. Like that's yeah. all. That's oh, all no, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. And <laughs> that, people got to realize that, that then weighs a toll on yourself. And you know, when you run in, God knows how many businesses like you got the clover line, you got the whiskey, you got the coffee. You're also producing XXX, not porn, but 
you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you've got all these different avenues that you're creating and co-creating and giving out new ideas. You've got your own shit to deal with. And I yeah. totally understand that people need that outlet and they see you guys as like the prominent figure in the veteran community, but come come on, fellas. There there are closer people to home that could probably help you out from time to time. Yeah, I mean I'm not saying you guys would say no, fuck you. Yeah, but, but that's definitely that's definitely a thing though. It's just it's kind of like like yeah you you lean on your 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 close friends first. Like mm, if definitely. it's something like but but also yeah again I'm not turning anybody down but it just the the volume of it was yeah. too much. Like, I, again, I bet I at bet any given day I'm getting asked for for 20 to 50 things from from anybody like can you do this can you do this would what could we do this uh oh by the way could you support this could you donate to this can you do it like yeah yeah it becomes a lot like especially too like i don't have anybody touching or messing with my stuff like so there's no there's yeah. no block to me and i like it that way because it, I, it keeps I you authentic i i get that and 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 i want this is the community that lifted us up and mm. brought us to where we are today and i never want to become untouchable or unavailable i always want yeah to. yeah yeah i get it uh, i get it but just notice sometimes if you get me in a little bit of a nippy mood it's probably because you know it was a it was a rough it was gnarly because <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <clears throat> i totally get that i totally get that and you know so, sometimes people have got to like put their brain in gear a little bit you know screw the and nut I tell and... you what this is and it's still just a fraction it's a fraction you know we're we're popular in our own circle but this mecha this this kind of run through over the last 10 years has shown me exactly why celebrities and child stars turn to hard drugs it's like i see why yeah. they just get burnt out and they just shut off and it's just because when when everything seems like a ruse to get you to do something, you no longer know what's real. It's like mm. you look at a guy like Robin Williams that that committed suicide after, but 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 he was worldly level le- level famous for fucking four decades, if not more. Like I imagine that he arrived at a point one day in his life where he didn't un- he didn't know if any relationship in his life was real. Yeah. Or if, and and this was something that, that that Travis Pastrana had told me early early on, like 2015. He because I I had asked the question. I was like, how do you deal with some of this? And he goes, well, you know, generally if somebody if I meet somebody and they're like, and they, and they they're cool and they want to hang out and stuff like that, I kind of kind of look at it like a 90 day probationary period. You wait 90 days and see if they ask for something big, you know. Hey, would you endorse the script or would you, would you introduce me to this person? And he's like, if, if, if they pass that 90 days, you're pretty, you're, you're pretty much good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Don't fucking chill them out. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I get that. And it's, yeah, I get, I, I get you. I get where you're coming from, especially I, I, I literally, I'm, I'm tiny. I'm nobody really knows who I am. So I'm, I'm quite lucky at the minute. So fingers crossed. I kind of stay that way. Um, but yeah, I can't even imagine like 
I, I struggle sometimes with just having a thousand followers and get like th- get three fucking messages. I'm like, Jesus, I got to reply really quick. <laughs> Fuck. But yeah, one thing I do want to actually like talk about a little bit is obviously your time with TACP because we we are we have JTACs and things like that coming out of my regiment. Um, and one of my close friends is actually a, a JTAC at the minute. And fuck, I was jealous. For I, I got I got pushed into um, into signals. Uh, they, uh, they're Widowmaker. I believe so. Yes. Uh, I have I have yeah I used to have one of their coins um, in my wallet, but I replaced it with a with a memorial coin. Well, we'll let you have that one. Yeah. So. <laughs> I do know that their call sign is something close to that. It's some, it, I believe so. I believe it's Widowmaker or, or something along, along those lines. But uh, when, I, when I was serving, I got pushed down the, the signals route because I was, I was good at comms. I was good at all that. But I was like, well, if that's the case, can I go to TACP? Can I uh, part of 16 Air Assault? Or can I go to uh, become a JTAC in the Air Assault? And they were like, oh, no, no. You, you need to stay here and... and just do normal radios it's like no no stop stifling my career <laughs> and i remember sitting there i was in uh, camp bastion or camp leatherneck as you might know it bastion yeah and uh i used to sit next to the air cell and watching them even just calling air from where they were and things like that i was like i'm so jealous right now but did, so did you just happen to fall into TACP or was it something that you were like, that's what I, that's no, what I want? I, I fell into it. I was in, I was in basic training for the air force. They came in and talked about, you know, the job and they needed volunteers and that's kind of how they, they, you got to go through this little, this little uh, selection orientation thing. It was a couple mm. hours of them giving you a PT test and, smoking you up a little bit see who you know there was a bunch of people that showed up for it and a bunch of guys quit within the first like 10 seconds and it was like <laughs> okay they took your name down and they're like all right if we choose you you'll get a new a new enlistment contract by the end of your basic training uh and uh he so i got i got the the sheet um and they said they said, all right, you got selected. And I went down to Herbert Field and went through the course. It was, it was wild. You know, I was really young. I was the youngest guy in my class. I just turned 18. Uh, and, and I was good to go. Like, like it, was, it was difficult. It definitely was difficult for me because I was a child. Still a uh, child, yeah. <laughs> but I did, I did very well. I got to go to airborne school. So I went from Tacti Tech School to U.S. Army Airborne School and then went to SEER and then showed up at the 14th ASOS in Fort Bragg, North Carolina, supporting the 82nd Airborne. It was awesome, dude. I loved it. Living the dream. Yeah. That is cool, to be fair. What was your uh, favorite air ca- aircraft to work with? Uh, Apaches. Fucking just, killing machines. They're, they're killing machines. <laughs> the air crew are, are literally just trained for air-to-ground support, and you got two of them, and they're below 1500 feet so they can see things so it's like when it comes to safely employing mm. munitions from an aerial asset i'm gonna say apaches all day long i know people will 
slight me and say, how dare you disregard the A-10? The A-10's great. I was going to say, what about the A-10? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of the Warhog. The A-10's awesome, but if you're in a dense urban environment, it's mm. hard to get airspace to employ munitions from an A-10, and that's where all my fighting was done, was in the city of Mosul and and, and just outside of Sadr City in Baghdad. So, so you, you do, do most of your tours in Iraq? Yeah, I did two two tours. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I was uh, I went to Iraq. I was in a uh, Basra Air Base um, down south. Yeah, we we got to close that up. It was um, it was a joy. It was it was no kinetics apart from a few rockets onto the camp. Which, when you're 21 years old and you have bombs dropping on you, you're like, what the fuck have I just signed up for? Um, <laughs> But that only lasts for about one or two, and then you're like, "Oh, there's another one." My my wife finds that mad. She's like, "How could?" She's like, "How do you just adapt to it?" And I went, "Well, it's just a, a daily occurrence. It's yeah, you know, you you, you could tell that you can tell the ones that are stuck on camp because they uh, they panic a lot more. So you, you just watch them hit the deck, and then you kind of just stroll through the chow hall and grab some ex- <laughs> grab some extra food. That's funny. But yeah, I, I enjoyed Iraq. Iraq was Iraq was good. It was a good it was a good tour. Quite quiet. It was nice. Yeah, and you guys had Basra. You you had Basra since like 2004. It was you're mm. all the UKs. So yeah, well we um we handed it over to to the US, and I believe the locals um gave you a nice present the day that we flew out. So our last aircraft took off, and I think they rocketed Basra Air Base 64 times in that night. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, hey, you're welcome. <laughs> wow. Yeah, good times. So it's, a, it's some of the best times I had, to be fair. Um, well, my wife still finds it strange that I say that. But in the mix all the chaos, it's when you're at the most peace, I find. Well, when you're surrounded I mean, by you. It's an odd... Uh it's an odd kind of thing to assess because, you know, every generation has had a war. Mm. We went, was it, was it worth it? Was it justifiable? Probably fucking not. Probably not. No, no, no. Would the Iraqi people probably be better off if we had just left once we got Saddam? Probably. (laughs) Yeah. Hide and seek champion. Yeah. uh, (laughs) But, I'm glad for the experience just because yeah. every human being that has come before us has had to, has had to face this. It doesn't matter when, like you, you, I mean, you guys have a history of 2000 years worth of it. Yeah. We don't, <laughs> we don't fuck about, um, which is probably why the majority of the world don't really like us that much. <laughs> you just around conquering shit, you know? Yeah. Was up until the late 1940s, you still owned India, right? Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. We were like, you go, you can have that back if you want. Hey. <laughs> oh, thanks. Sat, got behind your back, India and a number of other countries. <laughs> yeah. I believe it's, I think there's only 22 countries in the world that we never had, which is mad. <laughs> which is mad. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a British flag on, on like, Antarctica as well, which is madness. I mean, we, uh, that's what 
that's, I guess that's what it was back in the day. Eddie Izzard said it best. You, you, you conquered the world with the cunning use of a flag. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. I, I, um, I've had a, you, you may have, you may, you may know Adam Dorito or you may have heard of him. Yeah. Um, I, I've had him on the podcast a few times and I like, I've got his phone number and whatnot. And every now and then I'll take a photo of a, a pub sign that's like from 12, 15 or something. And it's like, this pub is older than your country. Unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> I need to come over there. I want to go to these old pubs. They're amazing. They're amazing to be fair. Um, we've got one literally just down, um, down the road in my, my village, just down the road. Unfortunately, you live in a little village. I live in a little village. Yeah. It's, it's Let's tiny. See, that's the, that's the type of place I want to visit. Yeah. Um, it's tiny. We've got, we've got a pub and a shop and that is it. Is there a hotel that I could stay at and walk to the pub? There's a hotel up the road from my house that has a pub in it. And that's an old one as well. Let's Man, set this just, trip up. <laughs> we, we need to, we need to. And as well where I am. So I'm in Kent. So obviously that was big during world war two. We got bombed a lot. Um, but up the road, literally 40 minutes up the road on the train or in the car, you're in London. So, you know, we don't fuck about. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't want to. I'm not really interested in London. I don't want to go to no. Do you know what? City. A man after my own heart. I hate London. London also scares me because of really? it's, it's just horrible. It's just a horrible place. It looks nice on TV. Ooh, the Queen lives I'm there and that. Looking up your town right now, Kent. Mm-hmm. So my village is called Eccles, which is E double C. Hold on, is my dyslexia kicking in? E double C. This is going to be good on the on the SoundCloud, isn't it? E double yeah, E double C L E S Eccles Aylesford, yeah, Kent. Tiny it is. Me, it took me to Ergerton. Ergerton. There's a there's a few. There's a there's an Eccles in. Manchester as well, but you're the one that's in Kent. Uh, so you said E Eccles, E yeah, E double C L E S L E Eccles Village, Kent, England. Okay, now, okay, there we are. That's wow. my that's my little that's my little area. That is something. Literally, out the back of my shed right now is just a lot of fields, though. Yeah, yeah, just um, empty farmland out the back of my house. A couple little lakes. Yep. So this looks awesome. I want to visit. You come visit me anytime. <laughs> <laughs> you could bring the whiskey though. Okay, I can do that. I'll smuggle it in. I promise. <laughs> Definitely have to set this up. We'll have to set this up. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so yeah. Definitely. So. On my timer, we got four minutes. So it's up to you. We can put an end or we can do an, another 40 minutes and then put an end. I don't know how busy you are. Well, I'm going to run back and make sure those guys are still good with the cement. I feel bad coming in. Mate, that's no problem. That's no problem at all. That's no problem. It's quick and awesome. Now, genuinely, though, it's been a, a, my, my privilege and my honor to have you on. It's been I could talk to you for hours, I think. We could fool oh, Joe Rogan this. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's schedule it, uh, you know, next week or next month, whenever you want. Like, we'll definitely jump on again. And uh, if you want to go very specific on just one thing so we could dive into it. Oh, I'm in. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I did. 
Right, but this is how small I am. I did put a uh, some questions out. I said, "Did anyone want to ask you any questions?" Oh, perfect. Fucking nobody's answered me, so you don't get any oh. questions today, fuckers. Done. All right, well, fuck these fuckers. Well, I'll, just, I'll I'll give them the answers first. It's four. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> maybe, maybe if Kathy Ireland was involved. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. JT, it's genuinely, it's been amazing to have you on, and we'll definitely schedule another one, Dude, and we'll thanks, get some, man. we'll get some, we'll get some more, uh, get some more questions on. We're gonna come, we're gonna come over there and see you. I think that that that's that's overdue. Definitely, definitely, get your asses over here, all of you. <laughs> we'll make we'll make a, a whole video of us getting kicked out of the pub. That's that's. Not that difficult. <laughs> we're, we're just, no, we don't want to get kicked out. We'll just close it down. We close it down. We do, we'll be too we drunk. Rowdy. We don't break things. We don't hurt people. Like we, we just hang out. Definitely. We need to. We need to sort this out. Right. I'll leave you to your cement. Enjoy the rest of your day. And again, thanks for coming on. Awesome. Thanks, man. Take care. And you. Catch you in a bit.